0: (laughs) welcoming you all back to another episode of ecotank whether you're a new listener or a familiar listener ecotank would like to send you warm economic greetings now as we dive into the content for this third episode let's consider just as how perfect puzzle pieces are fits so well together, right? So does the mantra, different strokes for different folks. This mantra goes hand in hand with the cohort of various generations and how various generations have different financial objectives, how different generations basically manage finances In various ways, right? And basically, to say that um, every generation contests its own um, battles. They basically have challenges to overcome, regardless of the amount of fighting or the amount of um, justice that has been sought in the past. At the end of the day, each generation does have something to fight for. But now, how has this pandemic? COVID-19, the coronavirus, affected the two generations that are unfortunately basically um associated with unfavorable connotations. And these connotations are on the lines of they, these two generations are said to be without morals. They're said to be too selfless and therefore too self-obsessed. They're said to be defying the odds in every possible way. They're said to be basically the generation that seeks so much liberation. Basically, they value liberation. They value personalization and especially when purchasing um, goods or rendering certain services, brand alignment has been important to these two generations that are said to be um, the disrupted generations and basically that have no, you know, direction. But the opinions of that, yeah are practically based on, again, different strokes for different folks. So what works for the generation now won't basically apply to the generations before us, the generations besides us, and the generations to come, and the generations next to us, right? But anyway... Um, to assist us in it, in determining how millennials and Gen Z have been affected by um, the coronavirus, we have two guests um, on the show today. But now, before we attend to these guests, let's ponder question and also gather information, but only to find solutions on how we can assist um, our generation, the Gen Z and the millennials on how to basically um, overcome the negative side effects and basically become aware of the effects of COVID-19 in all basically a fruitful manner. So now, have you been saying oh no, I, I need to invest, you know. Oh yeah, no, I'll go invest in shares. Yo, I need to go um save. I haven't saved this, this month. So now have you been saying anything along those lines and you have not as yet, but now due to COVID-19 and due to the pandemic, you've basically discerned the significance of procuring safety nets and therefore building wealth. Thus you've realized the substance um. Of your earning power regardless of your profession being unemployed or being in school has the delay in terms of procuring um financial assets um as young as we are has that delay impacted you somehow um due to the pandemic and in terms of um earning power Basically, it has been proven that millennials um, which occupy the largest cohort in South Africa, which is at twenty seven percent um and that and alongside with that, due to having lower real income right and the least assets. In comparison to the previous generations before us eighty four per cent of south africa of South Africa's millennials have basically been affected by the pandemic, regardless of the shift to level three and etc whereas the rest of the globe's millennials have only been affected sixty four per cent and this basically does make sense. reason being that and reason being that um regardless of us basically. Using the expanded definition, the regional definition of unemployment, the structural definition, or even the official definition of unemployment, South Africa's youth unemployment has one of the highest rates, which sits at 53.18%. It, no. Now, according to the statistics from my findings, from the statistics that I have found, it has been depicted that, and this is a trend that I've analyzed, that um the unemployment rate in South Africa annually continues to rise um from one to two percent. But now due to this pandemic, um the unemployment rate is basically expected to increase by 37%. <laughs>
1: That's it, no.
0: Now according to the HGI youth consultancy it has been depicted that now this is in accordance with the Gen Z right it has been depicted that um 21% save now they're not just saving they're saving in order to splurge but now also that this 21% has been saving between 50 and 60% and this has been the highest since 2009 so we can definitely see again how it's different strokes for different folks there were different elements um depicted di- dictating my bad dictating um how um how one should spend their money and this is also due to the education and the progression within time and what i like about this increase in saving is that it prepares um it prepares young people Um, It prepares young people in order to start whatever they want to start at a young age without um, completely being dependent on, you know, other financial streams that are available. But they know that, okay, they have this much now. Now they just need to work on getting that much rather than not having anything at all, but wanting to start. Now. Other ways in which millennials and Gen Z have been impacted by um, the pandemic has been through the cancellation of vocational programs and internships, which has basically just led to another delay in in terms of being experienced in their field. And now in terms of graduating too, graduating at these economic dire times just brings into question of how basically will there be an increase in um, will there be an increase in terms of just occupying a job just for the sake of having um, income one way or another, regardless of the what you have at that point? When in whichever job you do oc- occupy isn't in correlation to your qualification. So now, um, graduating at times like these is very is very questionable in terms of when will the market get back on its feet you know and in a proper efficient and effective manner but not only just that the market is there and numbers are growing in unemployment in employment but now there isn't much growth you know now, this also strays up the question, and this is just on the basis of entrepreneurship, right? Basically, in considering how there has been an increase in financial pressure from basically each and every sector. Now, this puts into question in asking, to what degree are we willing, at what opportunity cost are we willing to go into debt um, in terms of trying to assist others um, financially and this is just to say that produce if you want to produce certain goods and services if you want to tap in market at this time you know at what degree are you willing to do that at a deficit acknowledging that interest rates on your borrowing might increase in then considering the buying power of your consumers are they willing to buy right now and on the notion of our customers willing to buy right now this just emphasizes and highlights the importance that as we move forward um building a strong middle class is very important because that just creates an equilibrium one way or another this is to say that there's additional tax going into um, the government spending right and also now government hopefully will use um, the spending appropriately in ways that in ways that it'll, be, it'll basically enhance the economy. Uh, 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 uh. It, now, in terms of the credit trend that has been going on and how each and every generation, and not just the millennials, have been leveraging their life insurance for credit. And this is being done through payment holidays and these short relief funds that have been circulating. Now, I understand that this is just to facilitate and to ensure that there is some form of economic um, activity that is going on and that we don't um, basically fall flat to our knees. But now, regardless of the benefits of the short run policies and financial, basically, aspects that are going on in terms of aiding us and equipping us through these times, in the long run, despite the financial offerings that these financial institutions and intermediaries are providing, right? So now this strategy is definitely assisting with payment of funds for certain segments by facilitating the availability of cash. And this has been going on through cash discount packages and deferred payments um, of debt and equities, bonds, etc. Now the increase of credit, the increase of deferred payments will basically inevitably lead to an increase in default risk, whereas individuals um, and economic participants aren't able to pay back the debt that they actually owe in the long run. So companies and all financial intermediaries that are offering financial securities um, basically should have a look out for how they will deal with that when it does occur at that time. And unfortunately, but fortunately so, Government does not have um, default risk. One way or another, government is obliged to pay off whatever debt that they have. In a sense that governments can always print money or basically deviate funds. But now another reason that alludes to the increase in default risk is currently the value of our South African currency. And not only that, but now also to say that the value of the real and nominal income and the value of the real and nominal interest rates that will occur at that time when debts need to be paid off. And then now including your living conditions of what you have to spend your money on, you know. So basically all these factors contribute to having to draw the line between your necessities and your wants and how you will basically plan to pay the debt. And now from the financial intermediary side how, what are the terms and conditions of not paying your debt regardless of being blacklisted and so forth now as I did mention um, I won't be alone on this episode but rather we are joined by certain guests and one of the guests are Anele Nyandu. Anele Mnandu I am giving you the floor to basically express who you are and yeah go ahead
2: thank you very much so, um, my name is Anil Mnandu, as you have mentioned, I am a second year student and I studied uh, BCom and entrepreneurial management. And that is currently what I'm doing for
0: a living right now. Thank you. <laughs> All right, for a living. And then um, during these unprecedented times of the pandemic, right, Um, how would you say your generation, especially Gen Z, so basically how would you say Gen Z and you have been affected by the pandemic? Has there been some form of setback in procuring certain assets, savings, or is it still the same? Um, Yeah, is it basically still the same? And that area needs um, a lot of space to work on in terms of, like, finances.
2: All right. Um, to answer your question, I think our generation, which is Generation Z, has been, in, um, has been affected positively and negatively. I like to look at things of more in a positive light than negative, but I'm okay. going to start with the negative. All right. The only thing that I really think um, that is negative that it came out of the virus is the um, ability to reach or go to school. Because I know with our generation, there are a few people, unfortunately, with previous disadvantages, that are not able to access their schoolwork or work efficiently. Yes. All
0: right, I see. And And also... Mm
2: -hmm. Positively, I think that the pandemic has allowed us an opportunity to learn, to adapt to... The digital age which is right now it has taught us to learn to adapt to things like e-commerce it has taught us to look at different ways of investing um online Mm -hmm. so i think it's been very positive in that sense that we are being pushed towards um working digitally which is something that the fourth industrial revolution was going to expect of us either
0: way. Yeah, yeah, I guess it was just an acceleration towards that. But on that notion of, your schools, school people being affected, yeah, the graduates, they have a tough one going there. Can you please repeat your question? No, I'm just commenting on the basis of how, um, you know, how graduates, yeah, the recent graduates, it's a tough time for them to be going into the economy right now. It's kind of like how um yeah like should majority of them be expecting um yeah should majority of them be expecting how to get into the economy and getting certain jobs or do you think that yeah not all jobs will be yeah basically the ones that would have people the one the jobs that people would have gotten prior to the corona yeah not all of them will be procured
2: you know this is the time that um i'd like to say was predicted Mm. that some jobs would become redundant. Mm. And this is actually happening right now. Actually. Jobs are becoming redundant. Existing jobs are becoming, are becoming redundant. So it's going to be very difficult um, for new graduates to tap into um, the, the work environment or tap into the market. And they need to basically right now use every single skill that they have learned in their lives to try to adapt to this um, situation, to try and find a new way to 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 make or a living for themselves, an income for themselves mm. than that they'd initially
0: studied for. Mm. No, definitely. I hear you redundancy exactly um an acceleration of, you know, you're yeah, kicking them out of the way. And then um given the pandemic and the future, right? Do you think that there's still a need um, to conduct businesses in the same manner that we have um, pre the RONA? For instance, um, is that what like what is it that you will change in your business model venturing since we're all on yeah, you're all on entrepreneurship? So basically, what is it do you think that people need to change in their business models? And what is it that you won't neglect in your business um, that will accommodate how to do business um, within the existence of the pandemic?
2: Okay, thank you for your question. Um, you know, how I view it is that I don't think anything should be changed in, in, in a business model that currently exists right now, but rather you should add a contingency plan. Because as this pandemic was unforeseen, there will be other unforeseen situations in, in the future. Mm-hmm. So I think what businesses were doing right now was, was, was pretty well, was going pretty well, mm-hmm. given the situations that they were under. Mm-hmm. But now I'd like for them to add a contingency plan. To say if there were a restaurant that wasn't delivering let them start looking at options of how to deliver let them start looking at options of how to increase um, to decrease the cost of pr- production so i think the most important thing is is to have the same model but have a contingency plan should it not work and also look at how to decrease um the the cost of your product or service if, if having a physical store is now a, 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 an implicated cost, then look at going online, saving that money for rent or mm-hmm. money for uh, purchasing a building to going to an online platform that's going to cost less. It's time for businesses to tap into the digital age and look at um, how they can change their processes and services to fit um how, what
0: the world is is going into now which is essentially being pushed into the fourth industrial revolution hmm all right okay i like that answer i like and i definitely hear what you are saying um i think it's time that um we and not completely changing but now certain i think certain businesses do need to change their models you know um you are just to equip them in how to um operate during these unprecedented times but i definitely hear you um and Absolutely. Yeah. And can I just add, sure. um, I think that
2: the most important thing of about being in, You see, now this, you're going to see the difference between business owners and entrepreneurs. Definitely, business definitely. Owners, business owners will not know what to do if they don't have those entrepreneurial qualities that you need to have before you start a business. Mm-hmm. The purpose of a business that's been started by an entrepreneur is to find the gap in the market and cater for that service or need. So what they need to do now is go back to their mission, to their vision, to the gap that they initially found. If the gap was that um, that KFC was placed in a certain area because people walk past there to go to work, now you need to change your strategic plan because people are not walking past there to go to work anymore. What are you going to do? So it's very important to apply all of your skills and all of your, your, your expertise as, as an entrepreneur to really find a way to adjust and you will find a new gap there's always gaps in the market no definitely yeah and it definitely works out
0: that way no definitely even currently speaking right now there are literally existing gaps like yeah i have moments where i do research and i'm like oh wow you know this is something we should actually start tapping into but obviously only certain people are able to tap into that space and given the capital it's a lot yeah
2: well, I, I think um, I encourage, rather, everyone to try and tap into a space um, that, they, that, is, um, that they are capable to tap into. And I'm saying this because I believe there's a lot of assistance that is available mm-hmm. for um, anybody mm-hmm. who needs assistance and has a great plan. So it, I encourage um, every listener to tap into the little market that they find with the little that they have
0: no definitely i agree i agree and then we're also going to now see the saturated markets too hey like you know some people will be going for instance a lot of podcasts probably and the youtube and yeah the youtube field is basically yeah it's basically becoming saturated now yeah
2: yes definitely and i think that's something that we we should have moved towards earlier but now we know and i think it's going to be working very well um you know, I think with the whole um, YouTube field and, and things like that, it's working pretty well because who knew that such a small device, a cell phone, a, a laptop, could actually change um, our lives?
0: Mm-mm-mm. No, I definitely get you. All right, guys, thank you a lot, Anela, for joining us. Is there anything else you'd like to say before you leave?
2: Thank you for having me. I really appreciate the to be featured on this platform i wish you all the best with the growth of this platform and i hope that everyone that is listening or listen has gained something beneficial from what i had to say
0: thank you very much <laughs> thank you very much Thanks a lot. That was Anele Yandu and she has definitely said a lot of insightful things and I hope that regardless of differences in opinion or perspective that um, we are able to consider what she has said moving along um, and venturing into the future of business, of education, all sorts and all grounds And and also that what she has said has been valuable. Now another guest that we have um, is goes by the name by Tusani Nyandu, and yes, this is another Nyandu, don't wonder why, but now, um, yeah, I'll give him the floor to introduce himself, and I don't know if he would agree, if we would say he was a tax guru or the finance go-to person, but I'll give him the floor to introduce himself. Tusani, the floor is yours.
1: Mhm. Um, yeah. Um well I am a tax I have an idea about
0: tax. Okay. so now Eco Tankers I am aware that we have given to Sanim Yandu the floor to introduce himself and I've called him the quite the, I've called him the tax guru and he disagreed towards that. Um and this is reason being um, because he is not, um, he's not, he's 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 not stagnant in the field of commerce, and this is reason being that he's a tax consultant. Yes, definitely. So currently he's a tax consultant. He's a chartered accountant. Um, he's a UJ alumni, and this alumni um, holds um, a Beacom accounting um, degree. And then basically, um, he's a member of SEAT, which is the South African Institute of Tax Professionals. And he's being part of um, the Auditor General. So basically, this just states and um, emphasizes that um, he has broad knowledge in the field of commerce and basically contributing to... His knowledge that he's going to share with us today now as a millennial um how would you say that this pandemic has affected you and your peers economically like for instance in terms of procuring assets or making any purchases or even paying rent um along those lines so basically yeah how would you say that this pandemic has affected you guys
1: Mm-hmm. On what type of you are that is so, so in terms of buying assets as well, you'll find that um, you are not then able to save as much as you wanted. Some of you savings you're going to help out where you can or even helping yourself when, when you're So the expenses that you have on the market marketplace are not covered as much as, as they were before. Mm-hmm. But what you are seeing as a positive, the Reserve Bank now has reduced uh, the, the repo rate, so that is the the rate at which it lends to to the commercial banks. So, so if the repo rate decreases, means that the prime rate also decreases. So the prime rate, so you find that, for example, the Reserve Bank would lend into banks at 4.25 percent. Then the, the banks would add something like 2.5 percent, which will give you then prime. So that's when you are, that's when really your lending or lending is is, is advanced to individuals like us. So if your bank says, in order for you to qualify for a house, it is a prime plus one or prime minus one. So that means that with the repo rate having been decreased, you you are now in a position to afford the installments that you are paying towards your car or towards your bond, or you are able now to afford to buy a house or or a, a, a car or whatever credit that you... In order, in order for you to to acquire assets, so that's the some of the measures that um, have come with, co- with 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 the COVID nineteen pandemic. That you're finding that they are trying to make sure that um, credit availability is enhanced. So that's the the, the upside of it. So we find that if you are paying for your bond, you're paying um, let's say five thousand. It should reduce maybe to four point seven because of the. When, when you entered into the debt, you would have said maybe your your, your interest is at uh, prime plus. So if prime is produced, then it means your instalment also produces. Okay, mm-hmm. um, so that is um, what you what you are going to what you are seeing with people who are working, that if if you had assets before and you had, you had bought them and you're already committed and they are they are based on a fluctuating rate, you would benefit. find that the money in your bank account will also have other things, especially for every certain uh, family members, if you have to
0: help, you to remember, then you would find that your money will be able to F7. All right, I hear you. So it's kind of like, I don't know, the pandemic has affected in terms of procuring assets and stuff like that. It's basically, it's mostly affected like the haves and the have-nots of your yeah, employment and stuff like that.
1: So I'm, having that, I'm saying that you, you are not having a blanket um,
0: effect. On mm-hmm. people. It would really depend on your circumstances. So okay. you'd find that
1: if, if you don't have any debt and you don't qualify for it, that reduction in the report rate really means nothing oh, to
0: you. Oh, I see. If you if you
1: already had assets, that means that you are able to save on those, um, on, 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 on those expenses.
0: All right i see i definitely hear you thank you for clearing that out and now um in relation to the delay of tax being paid on tax compliant businesses right which have to pay um yeah which basically have a turnover of less than 50 million um with your experience in the field what is basically your take on the delay of this tax and how vast would you say that the delay that the delay is um that employees will actually pay the tax um, should we expect some, I don't know, some bad debts in terms of tax? Or, uh, yeah, what is your take on that?
1: Okay. So so, so wait, 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 when that was introduced in the twenty days, was going to be
0: two businesses
1: that I am making. That has been increased to businesses earning up to $100 million, Okay. Okay. So what, what, what is happening here is that, so we, we have got what we call... Um, Mhm. Okay. So if I'm a company it means that uh, I'm I'm appointed as by government as an agent to collect their taxes from employees. Okay. So what what that means is that I collect taxes for example today is defense. So some of, of of the people who have been getting paid today they got paid on Friday. So out of um the money that you you earn let's say you earn 100,000 some of that money you take in because it's tax, it belongs to government, okay? Mm-hmm. So so that money, you, so you collect from, let's say you've got 100 employees, so you collect, um, let's say 30% from all of them. So that 30%, you are supposed to pay it to the government by the 7th of the next month. So the payroll for May, you're supposed to by the, by the 7th, which, which uh, I think is next week, Sunday. So by Friday this week, you are supposed to have paid over that money to government. Okay?
0: Mm-hmm. so this
1: relief, is saying that you only have to pay uh, 60% of that amount for the next six for the next six months they are giving you, um, so from April up until September, you can only pay 60% of what you do to the government and withhold the other, the other 40%. But then you, all, you, you then have six months within which to pay. So you must pay whatever you've been keeping with you, you must pay within six months so that is from september until so you can count six months from september to pay it over to the government okay
0: mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that is the
1: delay in payment of money that necessarily do not belong to you those money they belong to the government okay
0: mm-hmm. and
1: then so th- that's not a tax relief because the employees are been paid
0: exactly money. i hear so, you yeah so, so that works
1: for uh, um, businesses that that are compliant right? So, mm. you would find that if you are not compliant, then you don't qualify for, for that. Um, I mean, the economy was struggling even before COVID-19 uh, became uh, an issue. So, you find that some of the companies are not compliant. Number two, you find that some of the companies would already be retrenching workers. So once you are retrenching, it means there is no tax that you are withholding from people the you have
2: to pay over to the
1: and over and above that, you are struggling as a business. So mm. you might find that businesses would not pay the tax over to the government, not even the 60% that they are required to pay. Exactly, and yeah. And you find that some of them are closing down. So there's no future taxes. Um, they, they, they are not in a position to be able to pay that forty percent that you said they must cool. So you are likely to find businesses closing down. You are likely to find um, taxes and reducing. Uh, Because even before the COVID-19, you were finding that the tax revenue uh, targets were being revised because it was difficult for businesses uh, in the business environment that we were in for them to be making taxes. So what you are seeing is that the people or the the type of segment of the tax that are paying the most is your employees' tax. So it's easy for for, for companies to collect money on behalf of government or not to call on the payers you have. Mm. that is the tax now that you, you, are, you are getting a, 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 pay, a, a delayed payment, um, and even that is okay. So, you are likely to, to find that uh, people are not able to pay their debts, their tax debts, and there's no way for government to recover that because those companies might close it down. Okay. And it's difficult for businesses to come back. The commissioner of SARS was saying that out of other businesses, if you're starting a business, out of hundred businesses
0: that have been started, you find that only one actually succeeds and becomes a permanent business. Mm. A of time. Yeah. And what's worse with the with people not well at the end of the day, the possibility of people not um, paying back the taxes you know that are earned by governments. Governments is basically they basically they have a free default risk, so they have to pay. They have an obligation, you know, um, to have the certain monies within their balance sheets. So that's quite tricky.
1: Yeah, that's 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 going to be difficult. That's going to be difficult if your tax revenues are linked and your payments are not doing well. That means you are now forced to be going out to borrow money, and with with borrowing money while you are in tax state house as are, that means your interest payments are, are becoming higher. Okay, so that means um, most of your money that you, you are making um, is, 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 is is going to be paying off go- debts. Go- 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 So if you look at government revenue, government revenue, you find that about 89% comes from taxes, okay? And then Mm. the rest will come from your interest or your fees, if the government is uh, raising out land or dividends. Uh, So that that is how they'll be getting, um, you know, their money. So if you're finding that state-owned companies are struggling as well, that means you're not getting dividends as much as you should be getting when... As you can see now, we have to bail out SAA, we have to bail out um, telecom, I mean, I mean, Scom Telcom is doing okay. There are so many state-owned entities that we have to bail out instead of them providing a dividend to the
0: state. Yeah, yeah, that's that, it's yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like the government's are supposed to be an anchor, but now even the state-owned inter- enterprises that they do have, like most of the enterprises are quite sinking, and yeah, it's very questioning.
1: Yeah, if you look at sa, SA Express. Is, uh, they are filing for they are filing for business rescue, the things going to be liquidated. There's still a debate on SAA where, whether it should be liquidated. Right, right now and you see that there's still a tussle between the National Public Enterprises and the Business rescue practitioners. We don't know what the future is. You look at FCOM with about four hundred and fifty billion in debt that they, that they are guaranteed by the government. That is a lot of debt. Okay. So Instead of those companies lifting up the economy,
0: you are finding that um, they are actually taking uh, from, from, from this country. Yeah, I definitely hear you. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we would say, would we say that, um, yeah, this relief measure is it influencing government spending in a good way or in a bad way?
1: Which relief measure?
0: the the relief on tax right so yeah like what is it what is the impact on um government spending since okay they're reducing tax but now yeah as
1: i'm saying this, so if, if 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 you increase government spending as i say while you don't have um an increase in taxes
0: so that means you, you 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 have to borrow mm. okay so so that's like it's as simple as
1: you i'm um, let's say i'm earning twenty thousand francs, okay if I'm earning twenty thousand rands, so that and, and then I, I give you a relief, I say okay, uh, I'm going to earn eighteen thousand, whereas I'm saying to my family, I'm going to support you uh, instead of giving you five hundred now or uh, thousand in, in in the case of um, you know the child grant, I'm going to be giving you more. That means my expenses are increasing, so I must go somewhere, go to a bank,
0: get, get a loan money in order for me to, to afford. Mm. Yeah. So,
1: that, 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 that is how, what it means. Whereas, if you are opening up the economy, that means you can start um, having some economic activity. Uh, that means you can get
0: more taxes and then you're able to fund uh, government spending. Natusani, in relation to the debate around government spending and its responsibilities in terms of um, expanding the economy, you know, um, you're yeah, expanding the economy practically and its responsibility of job creation. What is your take on the debate centered around that?
1: Putting austerity measures when they say we're going to limit spending. If you limit spending, that means there's not a lot of money circulating in the economy. That means the private sector is also not able to work yeah. so the So, the, the, I'm a proponent of opening up the economy so that you're able to save the jobs that are still there. Because if, if companies is go for a long time without going back to the that media people when they finally open whatever well, time that they, they, they open there will not be work for the workers to be do doing it so it's So we need an accelerated opening up of the economy in order to to, to, to recover from where we are okay and You need to incentivize businesses to be able to do business. So you must—you cannot sit with the situation where businesses are sitting and not uh, investing money that they are having Mm -hmm. in their bank accounts. You need to make it so easy to do business that if it's if it's easier to do business in South Africa than in Egypt or Nigeria, that means investors are going to come to South Africa and be able to to invest in South Africa, and then you you, you, you are able to create jobs. What what we must understand is that government is not supposed to create jobs, and if you look at the jobs that, or, or let me just say, not supposed to it's, it, their mandate is not to create jobs. Their mandate is to create an environment that enables job creation.
2: Mm-hmm. Even
1: if you look at government, the, the, the number of jobs that they are providing is very small uh, compared to your private sector, which is able to provide jobs. So if you make conditions to be conducive for private sector to create jobs.
0: Yeah, I hear you. There was this um, GME report of 2017-2018 and it basically said that um, in South Africa, specifically in comparison to um, Egypt and Morocco, um, South Africa has more restrictions in terms of like, um, you know, opening like, yeah, basically entrepreneurs and businesses opening their businesses up and basically starting to yeah, do what they're doing. So I wonder from 2017-18 if that has changed like how active government has been. But I guess we'll wait and see.
1: Look, it's very simple. You, can, you It's very simple. I, I can give you one example. Mm. The, the companies and intellectual Property Commission, the CIPC, was closed during lockdown. How if, if I'm registered as a business and I'm saying that I'm providing tax service now I want to change uh, the, the nature of my business and be selling masks and so mm. on. So mm. I, I can't be able to do that. I can't register a new company during the time that it's locked down. So you, you find that it's those simple things that government should be doing that they are failing to do and that is what makes it difficult for businesses to comply. And I mean compliance you must make it easy for businesses to comply. You know, mm. different tax regimes, you find that some people are on turnover tax, you there know, small business company make it simple for people to comply for
0: Just make it easy. Don't make it difficult. right, I hear you. Um... Thanks a lot to Samin Yandu for being a guest on EcoTank. I won't lie, I myself, I am definitely blown away by the insights and the blind spots you were able to identify within our economic system and um i hope that our listeners have also found it very have also found your in, your insights very valuable and that it has also expanded their knowledge one way or another and thanks a lot for listening to the third episode of eco tank again please do not be hesitant to engage on our social media platform on instagram and also on our blog and um, the links are both attached to this thanks a lot for listening